Cheers. Cheers. I'm Kana. I'm Andy. And this is the Diplomacy Games Podcast. The podcast where we um, sit down at a bar and get drunk and talk all things diplomacy, of course. It's lovely. Yeah. I wish this was our day job, Kana. Uh, <laughs> oh, wouldn't that just be great? But, you know, the... Uh, the Diplomatic lo- men of ledger. Oh, that's right. Yes, we'll just... Uh, the, the, the blimp will turn up. It'll be get tethered. We'll kind of come down on our little rope ladder. Straight in, and I think this and what better venue to kind of really draw inspiration from that than this bar? The Dutch Courage. Dutch Courage Officers Mess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a gin bar, um, although I'm drinking a, um, a Stone and Woods Pale Ale with the eye on, a, on on the gin menu. I don't normally touch the hard. We don't normally touch the hard liquor. We have made exceptions, but um, down the track, what are you drinking? Um, mine is a Zilzi Shiraz from the Barossa. It's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. The Stonewood's good. Oh, look, it's a safe opening. It's a safe... Um, it, it's a safe... bog standard opening. Yeah, nothing to write home about. Kind of like mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. good, but... I'm not kind of, you know, I'm not excited. I'm not going, oh, I'm misordered. Duh. Yeah, no, it's, not, it's definitely not a misorder. No, it's, um, it's probably a standard um, opening to the North Sea and the Norwegian Sea. Yeah. You know, with the expectation of taking Norway. Yeah. I, I it's just a standard opening. Okay, yeah. same, same with me. Standard opening, but, you know, it's all good. It's all good. You've got to start somewhere. And actually, sometimes that can help because then people underestimate you. They think, oh, yeah, just a standard run of the mill, boring diplomacy players that's going to follow all the usual things, and then you'll suddenly kind of go, bam. Yeah, and do something different. Do something crazy. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but it's a nice, it's a pretty nice building, eh? Like, yes. I asked the uh, bar, bar lady um, how long it's been here. It's like nine years. Really? So, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I, I kind of. We've actually drunk down around the corner. I know we've drunk at um, Alfred and Constance, which is around yes, the corner. That's right, yes. Yeah. No, but this place has been here for quite some time, apparently. And I think also. Anyway, we've been around the area. So we're in the Fortitude Valley. Um, I've, I've, I'm finding. So today I work from home, and I thought, oh, look, I'll just. Mrs. Amby dropped me off, which was great. But I was trying to find, you know, what places are open. Oh, yeah. And because yep. it's like really crappy weather, the, the, the cast or something like that, I think we've got a lot of rain apparently coming through on the weekend. Well, we expect to. Hello. Thank, Thank you. you. You know, definitely expecting some rain. Because I was originally gut thinking of like there's a, uh, another rooftop bar in the valley that we haven't been to yet. But mm. I thought, oh well, this one will do, it's open, it's all good. Yeah, we're on to diplomacy. We had a big old conversation with Kestis from over at Web Diplomacy. Yes, yes. And um, what a conversation it was! It was very interesting, and it's look, the reason we timely too. So Kestis, as probably most people VDIP know, has um, proposed a potential merge um, between V Diplomacy and Web Diplomacy. So we thought we'd um, have a chat to him around. Um, well, what? What's he thinking in that space? I mean, what what is a merge in the first place, and um, you know, what what are the technical, you know, what what happens behind the scenes to make something like that happen? Um, plus a whole heap of other things um, yeah, associated with that that came up in the conversation. Um, did you want to 
put much more of a introduction to that one, Ambi, or should we sort of jump into that and talk a bit more on the other side around it? Yeah, let's talk around the other side. That sounds good. All right. Cool. But, but just, I'm guessing the main thing is if, if you're not into the online stuff, that's fine. You can probably just, you know, fast forward. <laughs> I'm sure at the end we'll have a bit of a chat. Check, actually, check the, check the show notes because I'm sure we'll just start talking about other diplomacy stuff afterwards. Well, look, even if you're... Like, if, or you're a play dipper. If you're a play dipper, maybe, you know, skip ahead. But if you're a web dipper, you know, or you have got an online presence in some yes. way, this is potentially... Has, has can potentially yeah. cause some ripple effects and affect your world. So, you know, it might be interesting to listen Yeah, that's right. Anyway, yeah. let's get to it. All right, cool. cool. Kestis, welcome again to the Diplomacy Games podcast. Great to have you on. Uh, I think my, this might be the third time. Yep, yep, this is number three. Um, yep, good to be back. And uh, yeah, this one was a real kind of rush after, um, yeah, I, I posted that forum post and uh, yeah, you quickly got in touch. I guess being yeah. is kind of your sort of home base, so uh, I guess that makes sense. Absolutely. Look, I, th- I think at the moment you're becoming almost like a, a regular guest. Um, <laughs> about to start having guest segments from for, you know, all these various Aussies around the space who are kind of contributing to the diplomacy space. Yeah, I mean, so, there is a lot um, happening right now. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit more to talk about than there has been over the last um, few years. So, yeah, exciting times. Oh, look, and look, I, I think uh, there, there's that old analogy, you know, it's uh, what is it about Chinese about kind of, you know, living in exciting times? Yes. It's like between opportunity and, and what, well, is it danger or conflict or I don't know? Uh, it has the same word for catastrophe and opportunity, crisis and opportunity. There we go. Well, there we go. So uh, that 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 kind of signs up. Uh, sorry, not signs up. That kind of summarises any um, diplomacy round. <laughs> That's what it's working <laughs> yeah. cold. But hey, you, you have kind of posted onto the uh, the V Diplomacy uh, forum recently about look and the way we're just talking off mic. It, this is like hey, there's a bit of an idea that mm-hmm. might be out there, and as far as the you know people involved in web dip, it's like you know, interested in this, but if, if VDIP isn't interested at all, then it's no problem at all. So it's all yeah. cool. Do you want to talk a little bit around what, what you've suggested and, and how that's come about? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, the one thing that I really kind of want to, you know, um, emphasize and I kind of, you know, really tried to be very sensitive that I'm not sort of just coming in and, uh, you know, being presumptuous. I really don't know the VDIP diplomacy community that, that well. I don't know what the stats are. I don't know how well it's going. What I do know is, um, uh, you know, I've, I've kind of been taking a week off to work on web diplomacy and, and you know, kind of uh, give it some TLC and sort of get it ready for um, potential lifting activity. And um, as part of that, I've kind of been, you know, doing a bunch of kind of web diplomacy chores and getting things in, in order and so on. And um, as part of that, we've been upgrading our mod forum, um, sorry, our, our kind of mod capabilities. And uh, uh, as part of that, I kind of went to beat it to kind of see if uh, they sort of had done uh, implemented certain um, like like a mod forum feature and, and sort of how it worked and so on. And while I was there, I was kind of looking at the commit logs for B diplomacy and looking at the forum and seeing how people were like, you know, hey, let's kind of try to kick off some more conversations in the forum. Things aren't that active and so on. And um, I, you know, looking at kind of the commit logs and hearing about how there was downtime recently and when we last spoke, there was also some downtime. And um, I, I I thought it would be sort of worth putting out there to people that. You know, V diplomacy has, to me, always been uh, kind of the offshoot of, of web diplomacy that's sort of smaller and more dynamic and more active and more willing to kind of take risks and more willing to try things out and you know, uh, and so on. And that's really been its main draw, as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know. 
and that's what's attracted a lot of people to it. But that these days, it's not getting a lot of activity, and it's kind of get quite hard. To, um, you know, it, it, it's just kind of in maintenance mode. Um, meanwhile, uh, web diplomacy um, is being developed um, more actively than it has been for a long time. Um, and uh, I just kind of wanted to make people on VDIP aware uh, or sort of put the idea out there, maybe kind of plant a seed in people's head that, um, you know, if the diplomacy is sort of, um, you know, say, uh, not developing, then people there might kind of lose interest a little bit and sort of start to slowly evaporate away. And if web diplomacy is sort of more active and people went to feed it because it's being developed more actively, then I wouldn't want to kind of lose, I wouldn't want VDIP to lose what it has. You know, there's a lot of great features there. There's a lot of, kind of the community is, you know, still very active and, um, you know, has a lot of, um, I think the quality of players is higher and, um, you know, it has its own special thing, a lot of great features and obviously all those variants. And um, because it's still quite closely related to WebDIP, it's, well within the realms of possibility that now that it's kind of not changed for quite a while and all the changes are quite stable and people have, to, have had time to kind of say, see what they think are the good features and what they think, you know, maybe they don't, maybe they wouldn't care about porting over um, and things are, are fairly sort of stable, um, we'd be much sort of more willing than we were in the past to sort of take all of that stuff back into web diplomacy. I wouldn't really see it as much of a, a sort of stability risk anymore. And the development then would happen at least as quickly as it happened over on on uh, V diplomacy, um, and we could, uh, you know, sort of portal features back over so that the V diplomacy community could um, experience and, and enjoy kind of all the new developments that are happening, um, while still sort of you know having the same community, or at least sort of a sub community and a sub forum and sort of you know a, a, a sort of group within web diplomacy that perhaps could be more. Um, you know, retain kind of what makes V diplomacy special. Mm -hmm. And the main kind of worry for me is is sort of that web diplomacy continues to develop and sort of two two or three years on, um, it might be technically quite different. And that then at that point, it would really be quite hard to merge in and that V diplomacy might kind of um, evaporate away. It's sort of like what happened with Facebook diplomacy, you know, when things sort of aren't actively maintained and developed. Um, things over time tend to kind of slowly evaporate away. Um, so yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to put it out there to people that if that is what's happening, then there is this option that we could remerge the code bases and um, sort of bring things back into one platform. Um, if the diplomacy is kind of you know, run its course and Ollie is sort of done with it and there's no one who can sort of take it forward, uh, you know, we'd be happy to sort of take it up, take it back on ourselves. And, you know, and I wanted to kind of make it clear to people that if we did that, it would be, you know, we'd take every effort to make sure that we maintain what all the features that you guys like on VDIP and all the variants um, and, you know, make sure that the scorings aren't lost, make sure that you know, if, if Ollie is okay with it, that even the games and the messages and the accounts and the and everything isn't lost and it's all kind of brought back in um, and that it's then sort of maintained and not sort of lost. You know, you look at um, 
like Facebook diplomacy or Stabafu or the old um, uh, diplomacy judges and so on. And, you know, they'll have all of those old users and old games that are now kind of lost to time um, and communities that have now kind of all moved on. And that's a fate that I don't think um, VDIP needs to go through because we have always had this share-alike license where we share code with each other and we, you know, support each other and players kind of can go back and forth and that we are still kind of very, uh, share a very common code base. And so unlike, you know, other platforms that sort of might evaporate away, you know, we can potentially still maintain uh, V-Diplomacy and sort of, uh, make the best of both of both worlds, but at the same time, I also realised when I made that proposal that people would, you know, might think, whoa, whoa, whoa you know, wh- who are you? What what are you doing here? You know, this is none of your business. We're doing just fine, thank you very much. What do you mean? You know, m- mind your own business and so on. So, yeah, I, I I wanted to kind of just put out there that hey, you might not be aware that this is something that we would be very happy to do and we'd make every effort to sort of accommodate you guys and we just don't want to avoid losing um, what uh, VDIP has accomplished and, you know, what makes VDIP so great. And if, you know, when you read the forum and, you know, you see kind of, hey, let's reignite things and so on and let's kind of try to drum up activity, you, you know, I can kind of feel, I, I know what that's like and, um, you know, VDIP is kind of something special that we really want to preserve. If, if the choice was driving VDIP or merging VDIP and WebDIP, then there's no there's no choice there. We'd obviously want VDIP to thrive and to grow and to continue to do its own thing and be this interesting offshoot. Um, but if VDIP is kind of, you know, not on that trajectory, then it, it might be something that I think people should just consider and think about, you know, might we want to do this especially and, and I didn't really want to kind of bring this up on the on the forum because it, it might sound like I was kind of trying to pressure or you know it, something like that but it's also worth bearing in mind that at the moment the code bases are really you know quite similar and um, merging would be fairly easy but over time that might get more difficult and there might be more overlap um, between the features and variants might be harder to port and so in say you know three or four years time a merge might and, and also if the v diplomacy community sort of um evaporates away a little bit more there'd be less reason to do a merge and so there's a little bit of kind of you know this might not make as much sense in three or four years so yeah to me it's just kind of uh, an option for people to consider and me laying out here is how it would work and here's how we would really make sure that uh, you know everything that you guys like about VDIP that we maintain it as much as we possibly can um, but again I haven't even spoken to Ollie you know as I understand he's really quite hard to get in touch with and even when the site goes offline he's, he's you know um, hard to contact and to me if Ollie agreed and the community didn't agree then I wouldn't want to do this so for me the, the first thing and the most important thing is going to the V diplomacy community and seeing is this something that I've suggested people, you know, <laughs> you know, throw rocks at me or is this something that, you know, people kind of are, uh, would consider doing. So, yeah, I'm just throwing ideas out there. I'm, I'm just kind of testing the water and seeing if, if there's some interest. And it sounds like there is, um, 
you know, some people do seem quite interested and think we should, you know, should be considered. Other people, you know, don't think that it would be a good idea and are kind of worried about the change and so on. Um, again, you have to be worried a little bit that by not wanting to change anything, you just kind of keep things as they are and things slowly evaporate away like some of the older sites. Uh, but it's just something that I, I wanted I, I wanted to sort of put out there. That's that's all. Hmm. So many questions. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Kana. I mean, okay, yeah, all right, a, lot, all right. a lot of people um, came back with you know specific questions about you know how would this merging the point system work and all this kind of stuff. And I I do not have you know a, a, a you know plan step by step of how this would happen or anything like that. You know, this is way way too early to think about that. This is just testing the waters. Hmm. Can I just jump in just one one quick thing just from a I suppose I'll call it a clarification for lack of a better word. Um, and I, I think the the discussion that's recently been happening in the VDIP forums around hey how do we kind of well, this is dying we need to get people more involved. My personal view on that and Kana please jump in if you've got a different perspective. I think that was a conversation more around the forums themselves. Right. And, and I know that the forums within WebDIP is. Um, far more active and has a much better way maybe of structuring and presenting the different forum you know threads for lack of a better word yeah um so my recollection is is it was very much about that if you're looking at people who are playing the game there's like uh, i did a quick check then there's like about 1500 people currently playing on web dip and about a thousand currently playing on vdip Mm. Um, and I know uh, one of the reasons that Kana and I actually started this podcast because I'm sure listeners who've actually listened to the back catalogue going, why do you guys talk about online games always about VDIP all the time? The whole point was we created this podcast not only, A, because we're just catching up in the pub and just talking about diplomacy and we thought, oh, well, we'll just put a recorder there and just record what's going on. Yep. But it was also around our concern around whether VDIP was quote-unquote dying because it was getting down only about 500 people playing at that point of time. So we have had right. growth in the VDIP community since back then. And, and I, I think probably we, we can probably count uh, one person who we definitely know kind of joined VDIP just because of the podcast. Right. But um, it had more to do with the fact of how can we potentially increase um, you know, the player base there. But that being said, if you've got a thousand people over in VDIP and fifteen hundred over in WebDIP, and I'm not quite sure when you do the Venn diagram how much of that you know mm. overlays it with its with itself. Mm. But you're talking still around about I don't know. Let's let's call it two to two and a half thousand people in a diplomacy community, a very passionate, obscure niche community mm. who unfortunately um, you know probably don't get the credit and don't get the, the love for their game that that we all feel that the game should get. Mm. Um, and it's it's much the same way of you know if you have you know a house that that, that stands um, you know device sorry a house that stands divided can't stand or whatever you know right. qu whatever that quote is um, there's always an opportunity when it comes to obviously consolidation and providing a more stable all round offering um, and and you are 100 percent correct you know this this at the end of the day with VDIP VDIP is um, a website that is owned by one individual who did all the coding for that website, most of the coding, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, and, and there is a real risk, even when we've got some passionate people within the, um, the, the mod community in VDIP, 
of you know how do we maintain and, and keep this all up to date and, and you have raised a good point potentially longer term with keeping the code bases aligned uh, in the short term but whether they're going to diverge in the long term uh, as Kana said before He's got lots of questions. I've got lots of questions, but I just kind of gave that that preamble there. But I'm sure, uh, Kana, I'm going to hand over to you to ask your first question. Yeah, um, I, I I personally support the idea. I think, <laughs> in my mind, um, VDIP has always been like the little sibling to WebDIP, <laughs> and um, there's always been that back and forth and there's always been a very close um, connection between the two sites. Mm, I think it's open source at its, at its absolute best. Um, you know, VDEP has developed loads of great features that, you know, we've kind of incorporated back in and it's got its own unique flavor. I mean, uh, to be honest, um, uh, Andy, like when you say about kind of the wisdom of consolidating the sites, I would not support um, Consolidating the sites just for the sake of consolidating the sites. I, I think okay. that there's there's value in VDIP being its own thing and being a, a kind of platform for experimentation and, and doing kind of more um, nimble, more kind of interesting things and, and being its own community. I I, I would not, uh, you know, uh, want a, an active thriving VDIP to be merged into WebDIP. I think that would be lesser than the sum of its parts. I think that VDIP is, um, you know, a, a really positive thing for web dip and for you know the the, the entire space so it's to me the fact that you know you're saying that it's actually growing and, and that everything's fine um you know like well, i think i think i think the player base is fine right but at the same time you know what what you you, you hit the nail on the head you know what i mean vdip was a very nimble agile mm. creative community um, for diplomacy, when WebDip was mm. okay, this is this is classic, and and you know, I hope you love classic, and, and if you're yep. kind of crazy, you know, you can play, you know, ancient Mediterranean or, or yep. you know, the, the the war against the penguins. What is it? World yeah. sorry, World Nine, and and from that perspective, there was many many years without a shadow of a doubt where VDip had a lot of that agile, nimble mm. change and whatever like that, and, and things kind of went pretty crazy. And you can look at some of the variants that Takata uh, and I've, I've created to kind of show how crazy things got. Yeah. But but look, the the, the the coin has been well and truly flipped the other way, and particularly in the last, you know, two, three years with some fantastic work that's been going on within the WebDIP community. And and I, I unfortunately, look, there, was a, there has been, as I said before, a lot of enthusiasm, I think, in VDIP to be able to, how can we make things, you know, back to the way they was from a nimble creative things because people come to VDIP for a reason and part of that is because of the name you know it's it's about variant diplomacy mm. now whether that's around map variants whether it's around rule variants whether it's a combination of the two or some other form of wacky variant it's it's somebody who um much the same way probably as Kana and I had played classic enjoyed classic had a great time with classic but just wanted to try something different rather than you know mm. whatever and and that's where its attraction i think lay but you know yes there's a hundred plus variants there now but theoretically how many variants could there be in the future if if the platform was being you know uh, watered and weeded and nourished and mm. cared for um, and that could happen in vdip and that could happen in webdip if if webdip was was open to that 
Um, and again, I've turned a question into a, a statement. So <laughs> sorry about that. And I can't remember what your question was, Kana. <laughs> no, I, I, I was sort of mm-hmm. setting up a question mm-hmm. in, in some ways. Um, one of the things I love about VDIP um, was that variant creation atmosphere. There seemed to be sometimes a new variant depending on the uh, the amount of people making them and developing them actively you know, what, every couple of months or every mm. sometimes even every mm. few weeks. Mm. Um, would a would a the question being would a merger with WebDIP bring back the ability for rapid variant development on a sub site like an adjunct called VDIP, like the VDIP island over at WebDIP kind of thing. Mm. If, if what the picture I'm kind of getting is porting VDIP to WebDIP as a whole, so it's not going to be any real fundamental change. We're just making the code base um, more um, well, less likely to, to diverge in the coming years, um, yeah. but trying to keep it as much as possible as close as is at the moment. But would variant development be allowed back in? Would would we start getting um, some of these? Um, um, variant developments going again? Well, I mean, um, that's a good question and it's it's one that I don't really have like a definite answer for because this is sort of me seeing what VDIP's reaction is and what VDIP's concerns would be and so on. So there are many ways that we could do this and many kind of um, different options here. Like for example, one person said, what if you just we just took VDIP and hosted it on on WebDIP's infrastructure. That way, you'd have a kind of a more stable platform that wouldn't be reliant on the shared hosting um, uh, that can kind of change the versions and so on. You'd be able to be on a, a stable platform and you'd be able to pool the same um, you know maintenance that we have for WebDIP as well for VDIP. Uh, you know, when we make an update to um, uh, the infrastructure on one system, it would apply to both. And there wouldn't need to be kind of two different people maintaining the same system. So, you know, you can make an argument that that would sort of be an improvement for VDIP and that would kind of be VDIP coming under the wing. And, you know, we could then let Sleepcat um, sort of have access to just a subdomain within, uh, uh, you know, within the web diplomacy server. But it wouldn't look any different to people and would let people kind of make changes and so on. And, uh, you know, we could give access for people to freely make changes to this kind of, uh, you know, um, the diplomacy hosted on web diplomacy infrastructure, where it's kind of um, uh, we're just looking after the infrastructure and taking care of upgrades and so on, and VDIP can then experiment and do whatever it would normally do, and we just provide access to new developers. And in that case, yes, absolutely, there'd be, um, you know, new developments would be fine, uh, new variants, sorry, would be fine. It would just depend on, you know, how active the, the people who want to make those changes would be. You know, we could give access to people to make changes to that site. That would be no problem. And, you know, any kind of instability that occurs as a result, you know, that's obviously tolerated by VDIP uh, community for the benefit of having those, um, all, all these different variants. On the other end of the spectrum, if we sort of were to really do the full merge and sort of merge VDIP back in on sort of a code base basis and also a user base and also the games, the vet, you know, everything, and it all gets merged back into one, then we would definitely be okay with, um, you know, adding, you know, larger number of variants than we were previously. Uh, 
I, I've, I've always kind of thought that's web diplomacy's thing and that, you know, so we didn't want to kind of just take anything that V diplomacy does and just bring it over to web diplomacy because V diplomacy was had its own unique thing that we didn't want to interfere with or kind of dilute. We wanted to let V diplomacy be the variant development platform and that's why we only would have a handful um, of variants. And we also wanted to kind of have it be the official code base that didn't have to kind of turn variants on and off and was sort of more simple for new users and didn't overwhelm them. But if we, you know, now that the diplomacy is kind of stabilized, we'd be happy to bring over all of those stabilized variants that are, you know, that we know work and are safe and all of the features that, you know, we know work and are safe and so on. What would be more of a problem is that I know that in the past there was kind of the ability for people to just upload variants directly and for authors to kind of upload directly. And um, that would be uh, probably something that we wouldn't be able to allow on uh, the webdip webdiplomacy.net because, um, you know, although variants kind of do exist in a box um, and, can, and can kind of be sandboxed to an extent, um, they also do, they also can affect stability, um, you know, to be able to just kind of freely add variants and so on. And I, and I think, you know, it's probably not, too controversial to say that you know V diplomacy is probably a bit less stable, or at least has been in the past while it was in its rapid development stage than web diplomacy. I'm not saying web diplomacy is super stable, um, but just that uh, you know we really try to keep things pretty steady, especially mm -hmm. as you know we host live games um, maybe a little bit more I think, especially these days with the new um, you know live game capabilities, and uh, so any kind of disruption is especially bad for that kind of thing, and so we need to bed it a little bit more. And be a little bit more careful it wouldn't be quite so free and easy but a variant every two months that would definitely be doable and also we have um uh you know sort of testing subdomains you know because we have um pretty substantial infrastructure we can host multiple sites we can host multiple databases we have kind of a test site we have a staging site um and we could have a, a subdomain for sort of testing um that would let us uh, add variants in a more stable way so yeah, it, it definitely, if, if that would be a, a big concern, um, you know, that's definitely something that, um, you know, we can support. Uh, it probably wouldn't get back to being quite as nimble as it used to be, um, just because I think that did introduce a fair bit of instability, but we could definitely have subdomains where it can be. And we definitely would be much more willing if it wasn't uh, v diplomacy's sort of niche to accept lots and lots of new variants and to have you know as many variants as we can. Um, if we're not, if that wouldn't be treading on anyone else's toes, then we'd be happy to to host far more variants. But you know, it, it could take shape in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah, but I think either way, it would be better than it is now, where there are no new development, uh, no new variants kind of being developed and. Um, you know, so, so I think, you know, that's kind of the counterfactual that we've got to look at. Some people are saying, well, Ollie might come back any day and so on. And, and, and if that's the case, yeah, I, I know. Right? That this kind of sounds a little bit, unfortunately, uh, like, yeah. you know, waiting, waiting for the, the, uh, the second return of the Lord. You know, he's going to yeah. come back any day. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure it'll happen one day, but, uh, you know, we may have to wait another 2,000 years. Yeah. So, look. I, I, look, I, I, one thing again, my and, and Kana, please jump in because you've obviously done variant development like I have on VDIP. 
And my recollection was, even when you've kind of developed up a, 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 a variant, you've, you've done your own testing as an actual, um, as a variant creator, there was usually like a, um, it wasn't a sandbox because we didn't have anything as technical as a sandbox, but there was kind of like an environment where people could go in, maybe play a couple of development games. You know, if you work out that something's wrong technically, you go back and fix it. Maybe you've kind of got something mm -hmm. wrong with the coding between the different territories or, um, you know, something crashes or whatever like that. You play usually about that. And, and then after a little while, then you kind of hand it over to Ollie and then Ollie would kind of for about a day or two to have a fiddle around with it. And then magically you'd see those, you know, that, that message at the top of the screen saying, you know, a new variant's been created, play blah, 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 blah. Um, so, so there was, I think, a level of QA, but that being said, I do think it was, it, it's, it's definitely not, not a level of QA that I think would be uh, appropriate on a longer term, more stable platform. So I 100% agree with you, Kestis, that if, if we were to go down this particular path, and if there were still opportunities to develop variants um, in this way, you, I can't actually see an um, even just logistically an ability to kind of pump out new variants every couple of weeks. It may be maybe every couple of months, maybe two or three months, who knows what it could be. Um, but I think that um, without kind of sounding you know, wanky or anything like that, having a little bit of rigor around the process, which is replicable, which you know, you've got confidence in what's being done, <laughs> that it's gonna actually work with the code base because we do know that there's been plenty of VDIP um, variants including unfortunately many I've created that mm. have got little code hacks in them, mm. which which you know I know in the past Toby's kind of flagged, oh, we might have some problems with this longer term. And, and, and for sure enough, you know, even back in the day when we were having those uh, agile new variants coming out all the time, you'd often get to a point, you'd kind of, you know, you'd log onto your computer in the morning to go update your game and put in your orders and the find the whole bloody website's crashed. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. for a couple of days because there was like, even with with a QA approach that was done, there was still some niggling bits of code that kind of, you know, then just created issues and, and then, you know, crashed things and whatever like that. So look, I think that would definitely still be, be important. Um, what, what would be a plan for migrating existing variants across? Would it be a case of, you know, a little bit at a time and or, or what, what, what I mean potentially what, what are you thinking because a lot of this stuff is it's it's like a how long's a piece of string there's lots mm. you could you could you could start a conversation around you know how does vdip and webdip work better can together on maybe a single platform and, and code base and you could go down as we've as you've seen with some of the forum you know conversations a whole range of different things and i'm not even going to touch on what happens to the whoever wins the winning forum um, right. that's, don't worry about that. Issue. Don't worry about that. <laughs> as, as it works out, Australians are always tending to be winning. But yeah, how, how do you kind of see that process working for even like the existing variants coming across if they were to do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, there's a few things to touch on there. First off, um, you mentioned the uh, sort of the the uh, you know adding adding a new variant and then get, getting incorporated into certain and then having sort of some minor bugs and so on. That's definitely a consideration. I mean, one of the things that I remember you mentioned in, in the last uh, podcast was about how, you know, so some people will kind of develop the site for love of the game and so on. And, and you know, WebDip is a bit different. And just like BDIP has, you know, it, its own flavor that really gave it its unique quality. Um, the fact that WebDip is kind of n not developed so much for 
um, love of the game, although I do love the game, but develop more on a technical basis. That has some mm. significant advantages that um, kind of it is worth emphasizing that um, when, when you add kind of a new variant, there's not only sort of potentially the bugginess and so on, but also when, when you when you add a new variant, um, if it sort of uses, if it has kind of very unique features that use sort of um, certain, um, you know, hacks or that, you know, use kind of uh, unique unique tricks and have extra data structures and so on, you can have something like a feature that someone's developed because they really want that feature, they really want that variant and they love the game and they want to play that. And so they'll develop it and it'll work great and, um, you know, they'll, they'll release it and, it, and it's, um, you know, a great feature. Uh, but it was designed because they wanted it for themselves and they wanted to use it. And when when you take that approach, often you, you can lose sight of, you know, what about if this variant, you know, if the data structures here are used by, you know, a thousand people, um, or, you know, it might perform well on my development system here and, you know, work flawlessly there. But what about all the different browsers it can run on? What about you know, is it optimized as the data set grows? Is it going to get slower and slower? How does it work with locking? You know, how's it going to work when this variant that works, you know, just fine when it hits, you know, a site that's, um, you know, uh, quite busy or when it is sort of used in a live game where people are constantly refreshing and constantly sort of, uh, you know, it's constantly getting adjudicated and so on. So um, th that's kind of another uh, aspect of being very nimble and adding features very quickly. I mean. Um, you know, JMO and, and all the people that have kind of added a lot of um, functionalities, uh, functionalities to web diplomacy um, while I was kind of, uh, you know, stepping back and letting JMO really run the show. Uh, you know, JMO was um, a lot more for love of the game. He's also very technically skilled, but a lot of the features that he, um, you know, would add would be great features that would work great, but that then as time went on, say, for example, the no move received and reliability rating stuff, the data sets over time would get larger and larger. And so code that would be just fine when it was first released would slowly get, you know, slower and slower. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and then you'd have bots come in that would sort of take code that he, that you would assume would only run, say, you know, once every, uh, you know, uh, few hours. And all of a sudden it's running once every five minutes and it, 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 it can't handle that. And so, you know, a lot of work has to be put in to kind of do that optimization and so on and so that's another sort of potential risk with being too liberal about adding um, you know new code in very quickly and so I think if we were going to kind of have a really open development model for variants like we did in the past if that was something that VDIP would really kind of if the VDIP community really wanted to get back to um, we could definitely do that uh, but we'd probably want to look at it in that case more in terms of having VDIP as its own um, subdomain, where any stability problems on VDIP wouldn't affect the main site, and it could then be sort of less stable and its own smaller community that can deal with those problems um, uh, easier. So th there's kind of a lot of shades of gray here, uh, you know, and you could kind of that would be something that we need to figure out. But mm -hmm. I'd be driven by kind of what the what the diplomacy wants, and you know whether it's uh, you know something that they want to do, and if so, how do, how, how would you guys want to do it? And then I kind of tailor how it would technically happen based off of that. The way that if we were doing a full merge, and I had Ollie's um, support, and we wanted to merge everything, including the databases, not just the features or the variants or the code. 
Um, the way that I'd see it working is that we would start by um, uh, having the diplomacy hosted exactly as it is now, but just on our infrastructure. Um, so we just create a subdomain and kind of a, um, you know, uh, it should just host feed it on our systems in that way we'd be we'd know that it would run on the same platform and that everything would be smooth uh, and then we would sort of start to look at okay let's merge in the features let's pick the most difficult ones and um, make sure that the core is sort of aligned uh, things like the mod forum you know that's kind of where how this started was you know my interest in implementing a mod forum on uh, web diplomacy you know we'd kind of port that over uh, we port over um, I think you guys have notifications over there. I can't remember exactly all the features, but it, it wasn't actually as many as I thought there were, um, as many unique features as I thought there were. The code bases are fairly similar, and, and clearly, you know, V-Diplomacy has taken some features from uh, Web Diplomacy, which um, sort of helps and makes the, the integration easier. Um, so I'd be more worried about kind of those core changes, and, and, I, and I'm sure that some of the variants that you have are very unique and required changes to the core to, to support them. So we'd have to those features across um, and then uh, you know once we have the same variant support uh, we'd be able to kind of just move the variants over and that part I think would be really pretty easy to do just kind of moving the variants over because it was designed so that they are quite separate and sort of just by themselves so although everyone's kind of asking about moving the variants over that's actually the aspect of the project that I'm the least concerned about really because they were really designed to be quite portable it's more changes to the core and making sure that everything's, you know, um, nicely optimized and, and so on that, that would be more of, um, uh, a, not a challenge, but that would take more time to do. But really merging the code, I think, it, it, it isn't going to be a problem. You know, the, the, the similarities are, are really, you know, the, the code bases are quite uh, similar. So I wouldn't be worried about that. And so, you know, we then have uh, the web diplomacy with the, V-Diplomacy features and variants, and we'd have the V-Diplomacy subdomain with the V-Diplomacy database and users. And then we would um, start to, you know, on a sort of third test site, uh, start to develop the the, um, the database uh, sort of script that would do an actual merge of the two systems. And that would involve taking the games and merging the two sets of games into each other, taking the forum and putting that into, say, uh, a the, into the uh, web diplomacy forum under kind of its own V diplomacy sort of sub community within that forum that only V diplomacy uh, people could access perhaps um, and uh, taking the games and adding those in um, and you know adding those into the database taking the user accounts and accounting for the fact that you know people might have accounts on both sites uh, and the code to merge the scoring systems so that we could you know. Um, merge the different uh, scoring systems on both sites together, uh, and you know, making sure that that's fair and so on. And so we get, and so we develop that merge uh, script that would sort of merge the two sites, and that would kind of give us then a third sort of testing site that would that would show this is what the this is what it'll look like after we hit the button and do the merge, and we then invite people to kind of look at that site and to kind of see if it does everything that they want and if the diplomacy would be okay with it and if the scoring system merge is fair and if anyone has any problems and then once everyone says you know yeah okay that's all good we're happy to do this merge we then um, uh, pause the v diplomacy subdomain and uh, hit the button and then um, yeah then the, then the systems would be 
fully merged and they'd all be on the same same uh, database and same code base and same everything. And then, you know, if, if Ollie came back and wanted to split it up again, he could, but that's kind of how I would plan it out if we were going for a full, complete merge. But there's, there's lots of shades of gray in between. You know, for example, if Ollie said, I don't really want to do this, but, but the V diplomacy community said, we really do want to do this, then I'd be sort of thinking about, okay, well, we, we're not going to do a database merge, but we could do it, we should do a code merge. Um, so that we sort of merge the code and so that all the features from V diplomacy are available, but we wouldn't be merging the database. And that way, you know, that would look different and that would be a sort of smaller project um, that would, you know, make V diplomacy users feel at home if they wanted to move over, but, you know, wouldn't merge the database because we'd need um, all these consent to do that. So, you know, but, but that's kind of how I'd see it playing out. So. Okay, so there's several, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, um, there's several different options there. There's essentially um, like a home, uh, like a host siting subsite um, option where pretty much it's taken as is, plonked over and supported um, on the web dip infrastructure, but everything yep. stays the same. Yep. And, any, and any good developments that happen on that subsite that you guys want to develop, uh, pull across and put onto web dip, you can. Otherwise, yep. it's its own autonomous thing. Mm -hmm. um, the second one is a well. The, the total extreme to that one would be a full merge, where it's it's basically merging everything into uh, WebDip and back and forth, and it, it eventually uh, becomes one big um, community mm -hmm. uh, with all the features integrated that you can. And the other one is a a sort of um, so that would be your database merge. And then there would be a code merge where it's kind of like a mix in between. So mm. some of that code is brought across, but others, but the actual, like the, the historical data of the games and the the forum and um, that sort of stuff, like players' profiles are kept in on a, um, on, a, on, a, on 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 com as opposed to. You know, so it's sort of like a fresh start. Everything, there's things that seem similar, but it's a fresh start. There's no historical database um, information brought across. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, um, you know, uh, and one thing that I, I, I want to mention about the full merge, um, you mentioned kind of merging the community. I think that there's definitely value in keeping the V Diplomacy community or group as it is, if, even if we did do a complete full merge. Um, I'd want diplomacy to continue to sort of exist as a sub-community where it can have, you know, sort of diplomacy discussions and diplomacy games and so on. Because um, I think that diplomacy has sort of a different group of players and I, and I don't think, I think it would be a loss of sort of value and, and a loss of what makes diplomacy diplomacy to completely merge the two communities so that, you know, you guys just kind of... Uh, drop into that larger pool. I, I, I could kind of imagine there being sort of the diplomacy as a sub-community kind of being an invite-only thing for sort of uh, within web diplomacy as a kind of people from the larger sort of pool of people could then apply to kind of join the V diplomacy community and that community would sort of have more access to the newer variants and so on and have its own unique flavor and have its kind of higher quality games and so on because I think a very reasonable concern is that we do um, and we intentionally do aim to attract kind of newer players 
and make it the experience easier and sort of um you know and i think b diplomacy caters more to people who uh you know prefer the customizations and you know the uniqueness and really trying experimental things so that's something that i wouldn't want to uh to lose um in the like you know the whole point of this is to um keep the diplomacy uh thriving so if if as a part of that you sort of dilute the community and so on that would be a kind of defeat defeat the purpose really yeah i'm really glad you pointed that out because um you know there's quite aside from the technical aspects um and well i for one support the idea of having a hosting merge like it's, it's moved and we just become hosted there and it's uh, it's its own sub community and players come across it's a bit easier for players from webdeck to find us i i really like that idea as a, as a sub site um but the the community aspect of it um how do you bring a community along um on that is, is the other kind of merge mm. uh, and and i'd kind of be remiss in some ways like we have players on vdip who have uh, for one reason or another um decided no web dips not for us not mm. for um we have players also who have um they've, they've been banned from web dip um they've learned their lesson um and they've become quite upstanding as mm. of our community as well um oh. it, I, I i guess any kind of um and you obviously want to hold on to that ban but at the same time um you'd, you'd want those players to feel welcome and want to be able to contribute as well because they're part of our community and um um appreciated just as much where we're at so um, yeah there's a human element as well hey yeah absolutely i mean regarding bands um one thing to bear in mind is that you know uh, you know jmo was really sort of the the person running administration and you know maintaining that and uh you know was incredibly active and um really sort of uh really thorough and you know he was the kind of heart of the mod team um but now that you know he's kind of um uh, unfortunately um sort of become less active and, and and no longer really is active what what we're trying to do at webdip these days is to really reduce the amount of moderator support that's required we want to make it so that bans are a much rarer thing um and that uh cheating accusations and so on are handled more by uh people declaring their relationships so that um you know when two people you know if, if someone's a multi-accounter for example these days um um like i don't ban them um we just assign uh, assign them to a group and say yep these two people are the same person and um, it's not quite complete yet, but basically that they then can't join games together unless they kind of are in a password protected game and it's clear to everyone that they are the same person, you know, and then they might say that they're not, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, we consider them to be the same person. So the, the, the kind of stance of bans um, on, on web diplomacy um, is probably a lot different to what it was. And so any kind of ban that happened historically uh you know, we're not going to be sort of saying, oh, you know, you, 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 uh, the people in the B-Diplomacy community, they can't come to Web Diplomacy because they were banned historically. You know, the the entire point of this um, uh, um, proposal 
is to preserve the deed diplomacy community. So any anything like that that would, uh, you know, alienate people or sort of, um, you know, mean that the community isn't preserved just defeats the the purpose and would be totally counterproductive to um, the, the entire idea behind doing this. So I wouldn't worry about, you know, any historical bans um, or anything like that, you know, that, that those people would definitely be brought over. And because it's obviously a change um, and no one likes change and, you know, you need to be, uh, you know, um, you need to make sure that everything is catered for and that everyone feels comfortable because, uh, you know, we, we want to preserve that community. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of be more on in the side of giving B diplomacy the say, you know, if there was a feature that B diplomacy community wanted and web diplomacy community was kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about that. The, the, the emphasis would, the priority would go to, well, you know, we want to accommodate them because this whole, the point of this whole exercise is to, um, not lose, uh, be diplomacy um, and to kind of keep it thriving. So, you know, when it comes to scoring systems, for example, if there was a merge of scoring systems, um, we'd be looking at, okay, well, how does be diplomacy do it? And how can we make sure that, you know, because they probably are, a, you know, slightly more enriched, more kind of um, capable player base, we need to make sure that probably be diplomacy are treated um, quite fair, you know, quite well in sort of a scoring system merge to make sure that it's reflected that they are um, sort of a, you know, probably definitely on the average, um, a, a higher skill level. Yeah, so, yeah, we, we'd it. really be bending over uh, backwards to kind of make that, make sure that that's all the case because, you know, as I say, getting the community on board, that's the whole point. Yeah, um, but that would be in the case of a database merge, but in a subsite hosting merge, mm. VDIP would just keep its ratings as a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. A, there'd be no crossover. Yeah, um, I mean, in that case, you know, players, honestly, they, they wouldn't be able to tell that there's any difference. You know, that they they just kind of notice that, you know, there's no one really notices when things are stable. They might just kind of look back and remember, oh, yeah, I think there were a lot, there's a lot less, you know, problems happening. So, yeah, that, that, that uh, option is really a very sort of that zero change option, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, guess. I, I do think, though, um, that that option doesn't necessarily address the core reason why I would have thought that this would be a good idea, which is that the diplomacy kind of defined itself as the place where changes happen rapidly. So to me, just kind of moving the side onto new infrastructure, onto more stable infrastructure um, that has better maintenance, that, that would be... a that would reduce kind of the overall maintenance burden and make things more stable. But there's still kind of that issue of the diplomacy no longer kind of being the rapidly developing place that it was. So it wouldn't necessarily address that. So that's just something to bear in mind. The thing is, VDIP hasn't been that for, for, for multiple years now, unfortunately. Um, I, I guess the fundamental question which really needs to be put to community, in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, Ambi or Kestis, um, is um, what what is the function of VDIP now? Because um, mm. it seems to me now, it seems to be a relatively stable location where you can play variants and there's not a lot of sort of cutting edge or playing around with the code or different 
things which are being implemented in that space apart from just that general maintenance. Um, and, and so the question really is, does VDIP still want to be cutting edge in mucking around with the code and seeing what's generally possible or does VDIP want to take it on itself and go, okay, no, actually we want to be the best community we can be for variant games. Mm. Yeah, and they're two very separate focuses. Mm. Um, and depending on the focus of what the community wants would really make the outcome on what sort of merge if, if, if would be the right step forward if that was to be the way people want to go. Mm. Um, that, yeah, it, it, it's a really tricky question. I mean, it would be fascinating to put it to the community and, and, and see what they have to say on the matter. Absolutely, and I don't think you'll get one response, frankly. I mean, just based off of what we've seen so far. I mean, to, to be honest, I have to say, I, I was kind of expecting, not not fully expecting, but I thought the chances were probably like 60 to 70% that I'd post it and I'd just get lampooned and, and you know, completely uh, get my head bitten off. So the, the, the response has been, you know, a lot more positive than I might have thought. But there definitely are some people who, you know, would be opposed to that. I can definitely imagine someone who was banned from web diplomacy and felt that they were unfairly banned, say, uh, that, you know, would detest the idea of going back to a platform that they left and that they, you know, left in anger. So there's going to be a lot of people with different um, sort of points of view there. One thing is that, you know, you could look at, look at it from, okay, you know, let's try, let's step one, let's kind of move over and onto the same infrastructure, let's see how that goes. Step two, let's kind of merge some of the more popular features from B-Diplomacy onto Web Diplomacy. You know, step three, let's kind of see if, you know, people would like to merge the communities uh, and, merge, and merge the forums and we can kind of show people what that looks like and, you know, take polls and so on. So it might, it might kind of be a step-by-step -step process that we can kind of see and, and when people say, oh no, we don't want to go to that next step of actually merging um, the, the, the databases or merging the forums, you know, we think that's too far. We could then stop at that point or something like that. But yeah. really the, the main thing is, is the main kind of focus, I think, just has to be on, um, you know, making sure that the diplomacy, uh, you know, continues to thrive. And really based off of what Ambi says, that, you know, the user base has grown and that, you know, things are doing really well, uh, you know, then the, the other option is is we is nothing happens and you just carry on doing what you're doing. Like I'm not I, I, that's a, a very legitimate option. So yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know if I could say it's it's doing well or really well, but I think it's it's um, there's always opportunity there. And, mm -hmm. look, and look, I'm I'm mindful of the time. There's a couple there's a couple yeah, of yeah, very yeah. very quick things I just wanted to touch on before before we wrap things up, Kessis, because yeah. honestly. I think if, if we all had the time, we could probably yeah. yak on about this for hours and hours and yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've touched on the fact that obviously going forward into the future, we all know that at the moment there is a small, well, there's a risk there because of the way that Oli is personally owns a site. You know, things could happen there, obviously, which means that the site goes. Um, the fact that, that, that VDIP at the moment isn't necessarily getting a lot of the ongoing uh, being kept up to date. And we saw that with when there was uh, out of syncing with the PHP platform. Mm. Um, so you've, you've touched on the fact that, look, a potential merge or sub-site or whatever like that would provide at least stability in the code base long-term because the WebDIP code is being you know, looked after. Mm. And you have touched on also around how, look, 
whilst we um, uh, are potential moving across of the VDIP um, functionality, variants could continue to be developed, maybe not at the same rate they were when things were like absolutely incredibly quick, agile, clickety clicks, but you know, a hell of a lot faster than they are right now. My, my question is, once you kind of allow for those two, you know, benefits, let's call it that, what other opportunities are there potentially um, in the future that you can foresee that you can talk about that would be an incentive um, over and above what VDIP currently offers as part of a uh, either a merger or a subside on the same type of infrastructure? Well, um, the 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 site is kind of very mid 2000s and uh it's not compatible with mobile and so on um and uh there's a big sort of a change that looks more and more likely to happen that um is almost uh, a little bit worrying in that it it looks so good and it's so professionally designed um that the the, the uh, facebook guys have uh done a fantastic job there's a um a, a person who we're working with um uh who's a a, a really um a talented designer from Facebook. Uh, gosh, I'm so bad with names. Uh, Dirk, uh, Dirk um, from Facebook, who has designed just these absolutely fantastic um, uh, sort of new interface that's mobile compatible and that's super modern and that will attract new users. I think that that'll be a really positive thing um, while still supporting uh, you know all the variants and so on. Um, we have kind of uh, live. Uh, live chat now and uh, the sort of point and click map and people kind of uh, you know you see a lot of people who don't like it and um, you know we we will maintain uh, indefinitely kind of the legacy code to support people who prefer the old way but I think that objectively the the new interface is really pretty damn good like people were saying oh the the, the colors the arrow colors aren't there and so on and, and this and that but you know that that's actually now changed, and you know all the feedback's been uh, built into it. So, yeah, it, it's it's really quite a quite a nifty um, interface, and it has live chat, and um, it's uh, it's very very cool and very modern. Um, yeah, we've got kind of a, a larger forum. Um, people were saying about you know how you know it would be good good to kind of kick the forum back into place and sort of get that active again, um, and you know. We kind of have a, a larger community. I mean, um, yeah, th th there's a, there's a lot of advantages. And, and another thing on a technical level is that um, uh, if V diplomacy is kind of um, uh, it needs a certain dependency, like PHP dependency, we can run different versions of PHP and make sure that you guys have exactly the platform that you need and that it won't change until you want it to change. So um, it, even if the same exact development team and so on were working on the diplomacy just on our infrastructure, they'd have um, less to worry about regarding sort of enforced PHP version changes, mm -hmm. um, and they'd be able to take those changes as they like. Um, also, if the diplomacy was just its own separate thing but hosted on our infrastructure, then there would be no kind of restrictions about you know, adding new variants, you guys would be free to do it however you wanted, and it could be as unstable as um, you know you, you 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 like, and it could be just like it was previously, because you know it would basically just be you know exactly as it is now, but running on more accessible and uh, more stable infrastructure. 
also, I mean, the pre- the pressure's not on right now for no. the VDIP community or for Ollie to make a decision. No, no, no. But there is obviously a window where, you know, depending on what goes on in WebDIP, the opportunity is going to get tighter and tighter and tighter until eventually WebDIP changes the way it kind of organises things at a, at a technical level and the code base is diverged. Do you have an idea of, of what that window of time may be or is it kind of a little bit up in the air at the moment? It's totally up in the air. I mean, that that's actually something um, that I, I really wanted to emphasise as well is that I'm not coming out here and saying, you know, hey, you know, like, let's make this decision now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah. this is a long, long-term thing. If people said, yes, let's do this right now, I'd say, whoa, 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 you know, steady on. This is a, a, a long-term project. You know, this won't get done in the next six months. Uh, because it's going to be a lot of work, and right now we've got a lot of things happening at web diplomacy. So this is absolutely a long-term sort of thing to consider over the long term. And when I say that there's kind of a window and it gets sort of less, um, it gets harder over time, um, it, it gets harder, but it, it never becomes impossible. And if the V diplomacy community is still quite large, you know, and, and especially if V-Diplomacy doesn't itself diverge, you know, the, the, the hardest thing to do would be if Web Diplomacy kind of went one way and V-Diplomacy continued to develop in another way. But with V-Diplomacy being kind of quite, um, you know, stagnant, it means that even if V-Diplomacy sort of, uh, sorry, if Web Diplomacy develops quite a long way, it, the upgrade path from where V-Diplomacy is would be well tracked. But if they diverge, then it becomes kind of a bit harder. So it's not like in in say five years time it would be impossible it's just that if say in five years time we've moved on quite a bit and v diplomacy perhaps the player base has evaporated away a bit then there'd be less reason for us to sort of go to all that effort to merge everything Mm -hmm. um and probably by that point you know we might have merged a lot of the variants and and features that we want over so we wouldn't need to take the mod forum um or the uh you know the, the variants would already be there and we wouldn't kind of be able to merge the community all over in one in one lump. It would be more kind of a lot of people might have already moved over, and then they'd just kind of be a smaller community that you know wouldn't have been preserved as well. So it's more that over time, um, you know, if things are, and again over the very very long term, uh, sort of winding down a bit on V diplomacy, then it over time it kind of gets harder and, and, and less payoff and the community's already been damaged um, so yeah that's kind of the long term time risk but we're talking five years down the line and um, yeah and, and, and I might be completely wrong that that'll happen and you know you might go from strength to strength someone might step up and say you know okay I'm going to be the new sleep cap and I'm going to take V diplomacy in my direction and uh, you know take it to a whole new level so um yeah yeah it, it, it's a long-term thing that's cool look um i hate to be a wet blanket yep. i'm getting mrs Amby yep. phoning me saying where are you yep. are you still going so um look by all means kana i'm happy for you to hang on the line and keep yarning to to kestis but i'm gonna have to press stop on the <laughs> recording um and, and just quickly say, Kessis, this has been a, a really great conversation. Uh, it may be worth having a further conversation later on once things become a little bit clearer. But uh, thank you so much for your time today. You bet. And thanks for giving me the platform and, um, yes, a, a warm reception. I feel like um, it, it could have been taken, uh, you know, differently or as intruding. And I'm really glad that people have an open mind and are willing to just kind of openly discuss it. Mm-hmm.
And we're back. Cheers. Cheers. Look at that. I drank all of that beer yeah. in, that, in that interview. Man, you were a very thirsty man. Oh, yes, very thirsty. Although we were actually we were drinking during the uh, interview, weren't we? Uh, I was. I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kestis was too. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, lovely weather over in Perth. It, it, it actually, it does, it's a little bit of fun when we have everybody's drinking on the interview. <laughs> well, we could kind of do it because we're in the same country. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same time zones. It's not like, hey, crack open a cold one at 9am in the morning. Hair in the dog. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, look, really interesting conversation with, with Kessis. I mean, obviously it's... Um, it's it's more as as, it's, as he said. It's just like, hey, it's an idea, it's a concept, you know. And, and ultimately, it's not going to happen. It's not like it's a, you know, it's a sole takeover or any bullshit like that. It's yeah. a case of if people think this would work at VDIP, and, and if Ollie happened to be on board, then there's an option. And if, you know, let's just see how we go. Well, I think I think it's really important to clarify this idea of merge. Mm. or merger I, I think it's an unfortunate use it's an unfortunate use of language to sort of preface it as a merge yes right because really there's um, there's essentially four different options really on the table yeah I mean the first the first option is kind of like a hosting merge mm-hmm. right for want of a better word where V diplomacy essentially um, doesn't change the face of the user experience doesn't change and it's literally um, taken from one spot on the internet and put into um, uh, another location on the internet which is sort of hosted by web diplomacy and in that space it becomes like a sandbox right where the people who have moderator and admin rights keep those admin and moderator rights um, for that that spot um, and changes can be made for the diplomacy inside that sandbox and it doesn't affect the web diplomacy website as a whole, right? Um, in, in that scenario, the benefits are essentially that everything stays the same, the history comes along with it, yep. the, the forum stays the same, all the games come along provided, you know, Ollie um, gives permissions for that data to be transferred. Um, that variant development can um, recommence. Yep. Right? And, and as, as, as Kess has pointed out, not to the same crazy hecticness. Well, it that could. It, it could if it's in that sandbox space. Oh, could it? Right? Yeah, yeah. In that sandbox version, okay. yes, yes, those variants could be made at a much quicker pace. Ah. You know, there'd be a new lab, right? It doesn't affect the main web dip, and it provides a um, a more stable architecture yeah. for that VDIP um, sandbox essentially to exist on and, and to develop um, in that space. So in that sort of scenario, people like Toby um, could continue to tinker and develop and create new tools yeah, okay. in that space, right? So that's, okay. the, that's the first version, that's the hosting merge. Um, the second one is kind of like a code merge, right? Mm-hmm. right? So um, in that space, it... The, the, the elements of the code comes across and they kind of meet yep. um, and there's still um, it, 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 it will have more of a web diplomacy feel to it mm-hmm. this is the kind of scenario where variants would develop but not at the same kind of pace or if yeah, the okay. community kind of wants 
that be um, open for uh, that they'd be tinkering around the edges, but it wouldn't be um, kind of laissez-faire. Let's play around in the sandbox kind of situation. Yep. Um, and then there's a database merge where it is like a full merger. All of the people come across to uh, web diplomacy. All of the features get introduced to web diplomacy that um, can be. Yep. All the variants come across, and then all of a sudden, web diplomacy has a gazillion variants. Right. Yep. So those, oh, and the fourth scenario is nothing actually happens, right? It stays as a separate um, website. Um, the downside to that one being is that over time the code bases that, well, the code that the diplomacy based on will um, slowly diverge, and the PHP system um, will web diplomacy will stay current with that. But V diplomacy will um, struggle to keep up because there's essentially two code, there's two developers working um, in, in, in sort of separate, right? Which is partly why we had that issue last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because the PHP was version that we were using at VDIP had been discontinued, right? So we run up against that potential issue further on. Um, there's also potentially like. Well, that wasn't really. I mean, I don't think it's the, probably the, the best option by far. Probably one of the. Anyway, one other solution would be, with say Ollie's blessing, is being able to kind of take what's currently there, for lack of a better word, Control C, Control V. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sandbox to yeah, as is. And you could still keep for those people who actually just want to stay over on the old VDEP, and if VDIP kept going over there, it could, you, there might be some people that go, look, not interested in that, I actually want to keep playing over here. It's not the best thing because then you start splitting your audience. Yeah. Some people will go, well, I'm going to move across to the new thing, and others will go, no. And... Yeah, it, I, I, look, I'm in favour. I don't like that I, option, I, I, but I it's really like theoretically option, a technical yeah. option. Um, you know, I, 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 I like the idea of the hosting merge, right? Where, where VDIP can be plucked up and put into another location, look, feel, experience, everything the same. And so all the people are doing is essentially being, if they type in vdiplomacy.com, it just redirects them for a year yeah, yeah, and yeah. they go to a different location on the internet and it's totally the same. Yeah, it's just a different IP address. Exactly. Um, with the benefit that um, web diplomacy can pull interesting code backwards yep. right and they can do like variant of the month kind of thing or you know it'd be easy for players on web dip to find vdip and that kind of worked with the, like a code merge as well yep. right where there's sort of like a you know it, 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 it's a halfway merger between the two um you know and, but i just i just think i just think the benefits there I'm, I'm for anything that would allow for, um, well not anything, but I'm, I'm for solutions which would allow for variants to be, you know, active again, you know, more new ones, like there's, there's been stuff sitting in the labs now for donkey's years, um, which are good, good to go, you know, why, why haven't, because we can't alter that, we can't put that in, but, um, which is frustrating, but on, a, on that sandbox space, like if, if there was like that hosting space, then it would mean that Ollie doesn't have to stay an active, you know, he's not hands-on anyway at the moment. He doesn't have to, um, and, and as Kestis reiterated a number of times, Ollie would be granted 
honorary, you know, like almost full rights and a share to the yeah. So if ever wants the company to and all come sort of back stuff, and so do whatever, does want to. Absolutely. It's Otherwise, he can just be a silent partner. You exactly. Know? Yeah. 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 So there's no downside to that, other than it just relieves Ollie from the. Um, Shit. Responsibility of the yeah yeah that, yeah that that yeah that. And as we've talked about before, in, in a lot of older episodes, um, it also helps safeguard, I think, what VDB is. So hypothetically, look, heavens forbid, worst case scenario. But I mean, it was very much on my mind early on in the in the COVID days when we had we didn't have vaccines and you know. Literally, you remember back in like March 2020, right. Fraser in Australia or whatever, and you're kind of seeing you know this crazy shit going on in China and people, you know, you're seeing you know TV footage at the time of you know in Italy and other places where like whole wards are just full of very very sick people. Yes. And you know, whether it's that or whether it's you know someone getting hit by a bus, if you've got a single person who is you know responsible for going paying the account every. 12 months or whatever like that for the domain and to kind yeah. of in the hosting yeah. if something happens to them yes or you know they just go mm, whatever just I forget or whatever and you know it can just it can happen it can happen That's the thing, yeah. you know um, at least this way it kind of provides a bit more of a distributed ownership or responsibility to kind of at least maybe responsibility is a better way of saying it to yeah. keep yeah. things yeah. going and it's sustainable. It's like a redundancy. Exactly. And and the most important thing is that you know the community isn't lost. Yeah. That that would be the devastating thing. If if, if, if it was to go down for whatever reason, it couldn't be retrieved, which is that horror scenario. Um, which would really then would, at that point of time, it, who's winning the winning thread? That actually would really matter. <laughs> That's probably the one and only time it would matter. <laughs> um. Yeah, but as you say, and in that sort of, that, the loss of the community would be sort of, you, you can't, it, it's hard to put a value on a community of people, and that that would be, oh, that, that's why I think this is a really important discussion to have, is, um, well, not only does it, um, not only does it focus our attention on what, the future of e-diplomacy might be, or the future of the, the particular niche of the, the, the hobby diplomacy happens to be, um, but it also forces people to kind of think, well, what is our community? What What is it that we have here that we want to keep? What, yep. what, what is worth keeping and, and how do we preserve that so that we don't lose it through vagaries of life or circumstance? And look, I know also there have been some people who have also flagged, you know, that maybe they started off in WebDip and maybe they had some bad experiences over there because of relationship breakdowns between other players. Maybe they got banned. I think, and Kess has kind of touched on this a little bit in the interview as well around the fact that, you know, if you've got somebody who... You know, if, if they if they would did something clearly wrong back then and haven't changed in the sense of you know they haven't actually kind of made a difference and contributed towards diplomacy and shown that they've grown or, or whatever there's a I think they were quite open to the idea of you know, maybe that 
a band would go, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and that doesn't preclude, you know, people being able to, I assume, being able to go, okay, well, I, I don't want to play a game again. In, I don't want to be in a game where that person is because of XYZ reason from a grudge eight, nine, nine, ten years ago. And let's face it, people have those grudges, you know. Um, but then I don't think web diplomacy has the function to but say, no, I don't want to play a game with such don't and they? such. Well, well they can just pick up that functionality that from Peter and bring it in. And put it in, yeah. But I mean, you remember, I think it, was a, it was a couple of years back, I think, we started looking at our profiles going, who we kind of had put in, like, you know, won't play any games against this person. And I remember looking at my list going, I can't remember why I was pissed off. <laughs> and I think I kind of whitelisted them all and only like and started playing games with them again and only one person went oh yeah that's right that's why I blocked you block you again <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually only have two people left on my list and it's not yeah. through a choice of mine it's the, they were the, they were found to be multi-accountants ah. and uh, multi-accounting and um, had been banned yep um, and I can't physically un unremove un them <laughs> so, you know so, there we go um, hey, do you want a drink? Yeah, I'd love another drink. Let's um, just pause for a sec then. Yep. And we're back. Cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. You were checking out the um, the gin menu whilst <laughs> we were... We've still got our same drinks, by the way, but... Yeah. Um, just top-ups. I was just going through and I just wouldn't know how to order it. What to order? How to order it, really? Like there's, I'm, I'm sure um, the... There's a London dry and a contemporary dry and a new age citrus, a new age spice, new age floral... New Age, other, sweeter style, barrel aged. Maybe they, I don't know, do they have to have like a tasting platter or something? Like a, a, um, a flight of gin. I actually, I, when I was just up there ordering, I kind of looked at all the gins and I said, how many gins do you have here? And she said, hundred, over 160. And they plan to have over 180 before the end of the year. Well, it's probably well, piece of that. It's going to go big, go big. Mm, uh, actually, there's a gin joint that opened up in um, Ipswich that I stopped at. It's like a little knock your socks off stuff. Yeah. Brandy, I think, might be my mind. Where will I sit and settle on? I don't know. It's too hard to tell. <laughs> I'm sure we can go up and ask later. Yep. Um, where were we? We were talking around the lines of um, the community being important, you know, and I guess on the flip side too, like there's, there's things which have been implemented in WebDip which would be very useful at BDIP, you know, things like the, um, um, you know, the live chat type thing, um, mobile capability. I mean, it is starting to get a bit aged on the phone as opposed to other sites. I'm not denying that. But I, that's part of the appeal. I mean, I like it. That's not... That's because you're an old fart like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I like the concept of having like a like a, a double entry community. Like there's WebDip, which is the sort of where you land, but it's very easy to find this other community, VDip, that just happens off on its own tangent there on its architecture but it's, it's its own gated community you still need your own username and passport password to sort of get into a, a passport to go between <laughs> communities yeah <laughs> um, actually that, talking about that so one thing i would be interested in we didn't talk about this is like 
you've got an account over at WebDip. I've got an account at WebDip. We yeah. also have accounts at VDip. Yes. How do they make a decision on... Can, can, do they literally merge the two? And then I guess the whole question of those who are precious around points and <laughs> rankings and yeah. how those type of... And that, that level of detail, I'm sure, is something that could be kind of explored over time. Well, and and Kess has talked about this. This isn't like... Okay, okay, VDIP, you've got um, you know six weeks to make a decision. Otherwise, it's all over Red Rover. It's like, no, this is a conversation. It's around exploring options, and it's going to take yeah. a bit of a time yeah. to. And that's that's the important part of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would depend on the top merge ultimately. But that's, that's oh, exactly. Like if, 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 it, if it's just the um, lift and shift. Yeah, number and option one. Your, it's no big deal. It's, yeah. it's when you start combine, you start crossing the streams together. I think, as I said before, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he, he did talk about giving um, VDIP um, players uh, uh, extra weight. Because we're better. Were I don't know about that. More, more I, elite. I, really, I, really, I, I really don't know about that. <laughs> but then I don't think I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Like, like, There's a I lot know. of fucking VDIP <laughs> players out there. I know, I know. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, we'll go with that. Um, I, I just don't think it really. I, I think I think a ranking system that's been developed to work for a multitude of different variants with different play, with different player numbers and different you know winning scenarios and all of that sort of stuff. Yep. I don't think that's going to easily translate into a ranking system based on two or three variants, like, and one of them's the original game. Yep. Right. In fact, you know, I don't. I'm not sure if they rank the. Good question. I'm not sure if they rank. Do they rank? Yeah. Do they rank Eastern Mediterranean and Cold War and things like that at the moment? I don't know. Don't and know. the penguins. And the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, one thing that we would lose by moving across would be um, classic games on the Enterprise. Classic games, because there'd be no point in having just a classic game on V Diplomacy. Be, why, why play it on V Diplomacy if you can play it on Web Diplomacy? But, I mean, I remember, I think I told you in the, in the interview, like, I think I spoke about it, maybe I didn't, I just looked at it and thought about it. When you look at the variants and how many, on VDIP right now, how many games are currently being played, the most popular variant by far... <laughs> classic. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, people revisit and play it, but I think one of the variants which would become an overnight sensation, people would be lining up to do it, to play it, would be um, Fog of War on the classic map. Yeah. 100% people would jump, jump through hoops to be able to play it. The problem is that they, and Voip knows it, it's just, um, I think from our discussions with Jamo years ago, like, they're, they're just uncomfortable un- porting that into web diplomacy because it, if, if there's, over their massive player base, it becomes unstable. Yes. Because it's a part of a hack, but, you know. But we talked a little bit around that, and I don't think Kestis was too concerned about the, the hack code. No, 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 no. Um, I, I, I support it. I, I support a hosting merge with the eye to um, close interact into um, interrelations once that's been achieved. Yeah. Right? Um, look for, looking for avenues to um, integrate further 
once a hosting merges and if there's no in, if there's no integration available or if there's no reason to be seen to want to do that then that's fine that's not going to happen but you could so i'm open to that kind of move um, i'm less positive on a full-fledged database merge between the two um, being subsumed almost with, you know, everything V diplomacy would still be there, except part of the wider web umbrella. I'm not so keen on that to start off with. Um, and not really too keen on like the code merge. Right? Well, I mean, the, the, but the, the, I mean, the... Okay, so, I mean, I'm quite comfortable with all three scenarios, all three main options. Okay. But it comes down to the execution of that, you know what I mean? I think it is, I think that you, and maybe this is because of what I do job-wise, you know what I mean? You try to break it up into nice, bite-sizable chunks of, of, you know, of projects. You have a very clearly defined scope. We're just going to pick it up, copy-paste, you know what I mean? Plonk it, yeah. Plonk it across. And we're going to kind of see how that all works. If everyone's all happy with that and there's no problems, then we can start exploring the next option. Um, my main concern is I think there's going to be, over time, well, it depends on actually how that would work. Like if, if you did literally have the two different systems running off the same hosting environment, for lack of a better word, but they were running different code. As web, if, for example, if WebDiv kept evolving code, does that mean the VDIP's code needs to, can it go forking off in a totally different direction? You know what I mean? Well, that's the value to a hosting merge. So essentially you've got your 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 mother mother earth WebDiv code, and then there's a tree growing off that. So you fork the right? code. It's forked, but if WebDiv makes the change, then that, Changes automatically to Into the VDIP space, right? Yeah. That would yeah, be but, the but, but value. Isn't that the, co isn't that the code merge? No, a code merge would be more um, where you know bringing. Uh, how did how did Kestis describe that? The code merge would be where there would be some level of distinction between that that would be established, but VDIP. Um, VDIP's not sandboxed, right? VDIP becomes more. Um, it's a more structured release it's environment. It's a more structured release environment, yeah. Look, the one thing I love about all the options, regardless, even if it is a more structured type of release environment, is it gives those players who like variants the opportunity to start playing new variants. Which I think is part of the Bring attraction of what VDIP is all about, you know what I mean? Yeah, we've got a hundred plus, almost as many variants as there's gins in this place. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, if you drank a, a, a shot of gin for each variant you played, oh, you'd be very drunk. You would be off to the hospital <laughs> before you'd finished a third of your games. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the thing I think that, that we've really, and, and maybe it's because being a variant developer and you're the same and, and sometimes we get excited about crazy ideas whether it's squirrel wars or other things you know what I mean yeah, I'd love to see that um, go on to, to, to it, you know, actually do something with it and, so, and, and, and some David E. Cohen oh, stuff like he's yes. got some amazing stuff that's just released yeah. you know it's been released over the last couple of years that just haven't been able to 
do anything with. Like, it, would, it doesn't make sense to sort of go and make it ready for release because I know it's just not going to be released. But if, I, if there was an environment where I knew it was going to get released, absolutely, 100%, get onto that. Yeah. So, look, I think from that perspective, that's one of the big things for me as well. Mm. Um, and, and I think, as I mentioned in, in the interview, look, I, I, I do see value in a... Uh, a mass of users, you know, coming together, whether it's totally integrated or at least they're on separate platforms or whatever like that. Yeah. It provides a better opportunity to cross-pollinate between the two. I mean, there's no reason why, even if you have option one, VDIP's over here on that part of the hosting environment, WebDIP's over there on that part of the hosting environment. There's no reason why you couldn't have promo shit going on in WebDIP saying, hey, if you want to go and play the latest David E. Cohen or Baron Von Powell variant that's come Been out, or, or hey, Squirrel Wars, best variant <laughs> ever. Check it out. Check All it around. out. You or, go, or, over to, uh, go to our friends and beat it. The, the annual Around the World tournament's up and running again. Yeah. You know, check it out. Or if in VDIP, it might be a case of, you know, maybe WebDIP's got a, a brand new functionality within the robots. That kind of, you know, cross-promote that. See what, you know, Check it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, yeah, that's where I sit. I support the option number one. You know, that that, that kind of copy paste um, as my as my preference over doing nothing. Because if, if nothing's done, come we run up against that problem of um, what we've done it. You know, the big what if. You know, the calamities of life. That's. Um, and down the line, it's going to create um, it's going to create issues that there's going to be continual divergence between the code bases, yep. um, which would make harder and harder to keep things maintained in the long run as well. Yep. Um, so that's that's why I support it. I support version number one. Yeah. And as you say, you know, from your perspective of your, your work, you know, if you control C, control V, and then down the line we could look at added integration functionalities um, and at any point there's, it, it's, um, it would have to be agreed on by the majority of the, um, the community base as to whether or not to adopt uh, this crossover pollination or to adopt this sort of thing change. That, that's the kind of model I'm kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think if, if it's managed in that way the community doesn't get lost um, and it's only really got benefits that I can see right having said that you know um, there's an incredible value in having your own website with its own rules and its own owner if the owner of that site is active in that site, which yeah. just hasn't happened for, for many and that's, years. And that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's no injustice whatsoever to, to Ollie. No, it, that just you happens, know I mean? you know. I mean, I, I just think back to my air quotes diplomacy career. <laughs> I, when did I start playing diplomacy? When I was at uni. When did I stop playing diplomacy? Probably about a time after I left uni and didn't get back into it many years later. And look, I'm sure, you know, like, like that, that type of player has probably still got a nice soft spot in their heart for it and they're happy to pay the bill or whatever like that. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it, it's until that that individual, until Ollie, for example, re-engages and takes a more active thing, and he has from time to time, he's like, popped like, his head up, popped his head up, and it's like, oh, all this stuff, and then it's like, radio silence again for another two years or whatever. Um, yeah, that's what it feels like. And you know, I mean, if it would be a different story, I think, if there was, act, as you said, active ownership and participation, and or alternatively, being happy to. You know, go okay. Well, I'm still going to be the national owner, but um, you know, let's just expand the way it works, and I'm happy to give out total responsibility to certain individuals to manage yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, and that's yeah. good. But if you're going to do that, how's that any different to the idea of how's moving the hosting style? Yeah, exactly. And having like lack of a bit of word, as I said before, like you know, you have shares in the whole arrangement. You know, you're you're a co-owner in the whole yes. web dip, v dip world of love that <laughs> sorry I find it weird that we're talking about you know shares and things when like none of these things make any money <laughs> I, I did after we finished our conversation have a chat with Kestis um, around because um, he was saying you know sorry, a, a, a moderator an administrator um, at VDIP would have um, will be given you know equal access to moderation moderator status at um, WebDIP you know and I, and I sort of was Thank you for the offer, but you know it's hard enough for me to keep up with the moderation workload at VDIP, let alone including WebDIP. And I would actually very much prefer not to be. I'd happy to look after web, web VDIP, however that looks. But I don't want. There's no reason why you can't do that. I mean, it's part of the moderator, the moderator team. They might go, okay, well, um, you know, Kana, you're um, you're on point on on the on the variant stuff, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. other people mean. And other people who are currently comfortable just with the web stuff, that web dip stuff, they're happy to go, okay, just do that. And maybe other people go, well, I don't care, happy to do whatever. Yeah, well, ultimately it comes down to the... Or, or they can be a moderator like me, who kind of doesn't care about either because they don't actually go in there and do anything. You know, I should get rid of your status. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it depends on the architecture that's decided. Upon. But like I said, hosting, I reckon, is a good one. Mm. I'm sure I'll get purged at some point in time. So anything else we wanted to touch on that before we move on? Only that the forum's very much open to, to ideas, and I hope um, I, I wrote a brief message there saying uh, along the lines, "This is a video." Yep. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to preempt people listening to the interview uh, or this follow-up discussion, um, but am very interested in hearing people's uh, opinions now that they've had a chance to hear what that potentially could look out. Yeah. 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 Great. Yeah. And of course. We've all been talking about what does this mean for VDIP. It'd be really good. I, I don't know whether there's some conversations happening at WebDIP around what people at WebDIP would think around a possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do people at WebDIP would, would they even be open it's to? Like, a, oh no, we don't want those, those horrible variants, VDIP people you know, coming across with all their variants. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 we don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but that's um. Yeah, that's what that said. So I'm looking forward to the conversation that should, I hope, come from this. Yes, excellent. So thank you very much, Kestis. It was a great chat. And, um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully we chat again soon because it's always always interesting and always good, good, good talking. Absolutely. Hey, talking variants, have you... Um, I don't think you've signed up. Did you get the invitation from David E. Cohen? Um, for Mandate yeah, of Heaven? I, I said... I don't have the time to actually be involved, but I would like to be on the um, 
on the mailing list so I can follow along as a spectator. How about you? Are you joining I have on? put up my hand and I've oh, yeah. said I'll play. So oh, yeah. um, this is a event we've talked about previously. I can't remember which episode it was, but check the show notes. I'm sure we'll hyperlink to it there. Yep, this is um, set in Five Kingdoms, China. I'm sure I can find it, Google it and work it out whilst you keep talking, yep. Um, there's been a few rule changes to oh, it, I believe. Okay. Um, though I'm not entirely sure exactly what. There's some territories which have changed. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a new enough version of the of, of, of the original variant that it, it, it could create some interesting um, dynamics, no doubt. Yep. I don't. I just don't have enough time to play it. But that's um, that's me. But you're signed up. Yeah, but I'm trying to find. I'm trying to actually bring up and work out our episode. Like, our website is just so fucking slow to load because it's just. It's not your phone. It's, or the no. Connection. No, it's because this is a shit old WordPress template, and we can't get anybody to help us out. Do we need to? Um, do we need to update our website? <laughs> well, yeah, we do, but like, I don't understand WordPress. I just happened to fluke that this actually happened to work. Sorry, I'm, I'm okay with the idea, and I can kind of muddle my way through creating a brand new WordPress website, but my, it does my head in trying to work out either A, how to fix it, or B, how to pick that up and migrate it to a new template. So if anybody, like, we've talked about this before, probably over a good 18 months or more now <laughs> anybody who listens to this podcast is even half competent in WordPress you're probably far more competent than me and you're hell of a lot more competent than Kana we'd love to have a conversation with you I don't think it'll take too long just to kind of you know solve our problem and it would be good because as I said look, oh there it is it's loaded now it's taken that bloody long <laughs> it's not just how long it takes to load it's just also like you can't actually ac- easily access things the way it used to be oh fuck what page is that, that doing? I mean, you're find looking it. at the wrong spot why didn't you go to the email of it? Like, no I was trying to find out what episode we talked about oh okay anyway maybe you can maybe you can talk a little bit about Mandate Heaven well it's um, you need 18 supply centres to win out of 35 supply centres um Barbarian units begin the game without any supply centers. Um, oh, that works like shit, Kana. <laughs> yeah, so there's also the step, like the Barbarian player, I think. And you can build in any supply center that you own, so it's built anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a river system. Um, they're not provinces, but it indicates the movements by fleet, right? Yep. So. Leets to move between two land provinces. The provinces must be adjacent by either coast of the river. It doesn't say whether or not an army can cross the river. I'm assuming you can. One assumes. So, for instance, um, Xianyang to Hanzhong could move across with an army, right? You'd assume so. Is there like a little bridge? No bridge, but... I don't know, could you? Well, I'm making the assumption, yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. Why? Because there's no bridges anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, so... I don't know. So Chan has a river going through it, but a river between 
it's just for indication for fleets to show you where you can go, but I would assume that... Well, how would you get invaded? If you're a yellow player, you, you can't convoy on a, on a river, anyway. No, you yeah. wouldn't be back to got to have got to have movement over with, yeah. I've got to go to the loop, back. So, basically, what were we up to? What were we talking about? Um, well, we actually just, we were talking about Mandate Ahead. Well, let's just do it, we finished on that? Yeah, we are, kind of, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, I was just going to say, if you want to listen to more, we actually spent about 10 minutes talking about Mandate of Heaven back in episode 105, which surprisingly was our last interview with Kestis. So. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, so what have we got here? Like, this so is... whilst you were going off and having a, uh, a toilet break, um, I kind of started, I went to, so I mentioned in a, a previous episode, maybe the last one, maybe the one, I should have been the last one, around um, artificial intelligence and creating images. Yeah. So, so Dali, which is, I think I said at the time, I kind of put my name on the waiting list as like a, um, a media creator slash journalist. They've subsequently made that, like there's a public beta that's available. Anybody can now go onto that public beta and use it. So you can go nuts on it um, to a certain extent. I think in the first month, you get up to 50 credits. Basically, they're like 50 free times you can kind of create images. And every time you create an image based on a prompt, you'll usually get four different options you can kind of choose from. And then and you can zoom in and whatever like that. Um, but And then after that, I think it's like only about... 20 or 10 or whatever like that a month um, unless of course you know you chip in some coin but I've been playing with doing because my um, my computer at home I kind of I didn't soup it up but it's kind of got like a half it's got a decent enough graphics card because I was planning at the time to play you know video games with my son right yeah. um, and subsequently his computer's pretty much just gone, gone in the shit heap so I've got this Pointless, useless, high-end, you know, graphics available. Sixteen, you know, (laughs) meg of something and something else. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) some graphics card. So um, I've been I I installed because I know kind of because I can follow a um, a uh, a four-minute tutorial on YouTube about what to do. I've installed another program called Stable Diffusion, which allows you to create as many images as you want. Yep. And there's also websites out there like, um, I think there's, there's um, Krea, which is K-R-E-A dot A-I, and also another one out there which is called, oh, fuck, what's it called? Um, Lexica, um, so I think Lexica dot art, where you can actually go in and search for what people have searched for previously in a public environment. Yeah. And then when you find an image that image style that you like, you can then go in and look at what the actual search prompt that they used, and then use that to bring across to start creating an image that actually that you want. By obviously you start, for example, you're looking at something here about an impressionist picture of a fox or something like that. Painting of a fox sitting in a field at sunrise in the style of Claude Monet. Yeah. So in other words, if you can kind of, but but for example, within these other ones like um, I just talked about before. Lexica and uh, Crea.ai, it kind of sometimes also gets down to the detail about, you know, cinematic atmosphere and certain types of, you know, if you want to do like a, a, um, like a camera, like certain types of, you know, 
Canon H5D type of DLSLR and things like that, or all sorts of crazy or, or stuff. soft soft focus, or you know, um, um, shallow depth. All these type of words that will give you different ways of being able to express something, and you can just put in certain words. So whilst Canon was kind of going off and, and having a bit of a, a, a relief break, I just went on to um, uh, Dali. And my search I did at the time, which I didn't, I didn't have all my prompts and stuff, so I was just trying to be fast. And I just did a search for realistic photograph of JFK, Robert Kennedy, and Henry Kissinger in men in suits standing around. Sorry, men in suits, because unfortunately in the 1960s I have to be a little bit stereotypical here. Oh, yes, yep, 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 just yep. keep it a little bit real. Have to put in maybe men and women in suits. I'll do that one next Why time. Why don't you put men in like Harry Potter uniform? And men. I'll have out if I do men no, 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 no. and women. And actually, before I do that, I'll save this image. Um, in him. Dismiss. Anyway, um, in suits, standing around a table, looking at a map of Europe, playing the board game Diplomacy. And that was the one that I think that we said that was the closest one that kind of came up. And I, I personally think Stable Diffusion is better than Dali, but maybe because I didn't have all my prompts. But it's it's not too bad. It's better than that last version we looked at, which was yeah, like a really cut yeah, down yeah, pilot. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You should put that up on. Um, I'll save that one. Save but that. What I'd like to do, and I'll, I'll look. I'll tell you right now. I'll, I'll kind of create a maybe maybe on our Twitter feeds. We actually have a Twitter account that some people may know. So if you're on Twitter, go to Diplomacy Games, search for Diplomacy Games, and I'll I'll see if I can kind of drop some semi-regular AI images that have been created based on the theme of diplomacy. The game, you know what I mean? Whether it's the legend, the lore, or maybe certain aspects of what we're playing on a map, I might just give that a bit of a go. So, hmm. I've got a bowl of soup as a planet in the universe as digital art. That's interesting. So you're looking down at um, well, the universe in a bowl. Here we go. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'm going to play around with that later. But I'm going to just go back to here and just change your thing, just to see what it changes to. We said, let's let's make it proper, proper thing. But okay, you want to talk about Harry Potter? So how we have we have you know have teenage, um, teenagers in Harry Potter style. Clothing, standing around a board, looking at a map of Europe, playing the board game Diplomacy. So well, let's kick that off, and it'll take about a minute or so for it to kind of do some magic. Well, that's happening. I um, I was kind of sitting your, sorry, sitting your um, games whilst you were away for a bit. Mm. Um, Thank you for that. That's a pleasure. I did manage to, uh, did except, manage to enter all your moves anyway. Except for one day I had zero signal. But the, I managed, the moves have been saved. I, yeah, yeah, I've made yeah, that's right. Um, and look, you've, you've just drawn a game. Um, and it was a game which I didn't think was one of your favourites, or one of them you liked. Um, I'm just wondering if that's changed your mind on what you feel about um, Zeus 5. I mean, you, you, you've... You almost soloed the ball there. Yeah, so I did take over a CD position. Okay. So it was, um, was, was it a good CD position, or did you have to build a backup? 
Uh, look, it was a it was a it was a decent position, okay. but I definitely kind of took it around with us. I did indeed. Yeah. Um, so well, you, you did quite well. Like you've almost conquered the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's twenty one to win, isn't it? The supply. Yeah. Yep. And I got to what sixteen. Sixteen, and with more potentially, and you accepted the draw. Yeah. So both. Um, uh, Japan and China who were left so that was the players Ian Gilligan and uh, Utum they kind of were um, also in the draw with me mm-hmm. I had been sending love to both players for a while uh, earlier on I'd actually stabbed England who I had been previously allied with this is also gunboat so there's no chat but you know you kind of send you know, so I think yeah, England yeah, was yeah, yeah. you try sending support oh, um, it doesn't matter. So I ended up taking him out because I thought, look, I just need to because of the way things are. Around that same time, China started attacking me, and I thought, you bloody idiot, I've got a much better position to kind of defend against you. Started moving against him. And the last set of moves I put in were basically setting myself up to try to do the solo. Because uh-huh. um, either to do it by taking on Japan as well as China or to try to send subtle messages to, um, to to Japan, who's like the red one here. So what I did initially, I moved out from the Western Mediterranean into the South Atlantic Ocean. And the idea being, I wanted to try to have a, but ultimately, a unit in South Atlantic, a unit in Middle Atlantic, but throwing love to say Washington or somewhere like this so it was clear that I'm not trying to attack you and then spring moving into Panama and then transitioning out so I could start moving into by the Panama Canal and start moving to the Atlantic and come around the back door of South Pacific and start attacking China oh yeah I see but once I started moving out this way I think it kind of got Japan understandably paranoid and then he started, you know... Straight away cut that down. No, you're not using the Panama. Bad luck, buddy. Yep. Yeah, and, and he got a bit he got a bit freaked out by, by obviously the move, which I can understand. If, if it was a different story, like if you could communicate. But um, then I kind of set things up so that I was able to... I think... Was that the last orders? No, yeah. yeah. So I was able to then kind of take off China, Moscow and Leningrad. But you lost Finland and but Poland. But I lost Finland and Poland. So why didn't you cover Poland with Hungary? Because I fucked up. Miss <laughs> <laughs> yeah, order. All right. Well, I just and didn't expect him to move there, and I was just stupid enough not to move Hungary. I should have. I should have definitely moved Hungary. You're 100 correct. Mm. And um, I get, I get Finland because um, you could have used Gulf of Bothnia to support. Yeah, we've got to retake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, at this point in time, Denmark was wide open. No, it's a North Sea. Because yeah. of the situation with um, Japan was in the North Sea. Is there a way? No, you couldn't really have forced any of that. No. It's actually a really good map. It's quite... Isn't it? It, it is. is it's, bad, it's, yeah. you, you've really got to think hard because it's. you look at it first off and it's like... You'd be able to describe this a lot more. It's, it's not like a standard map that, you know, what we get used to seeing, what the world looks like. It's kind of, if, you, if players who are used to or, or familiar at least with, say, the Cold War variant, it's that type of 
top down looking from the Arctic view, but it's really stretched out certain regions. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's well and truly distorted. It's like your uh, Zeus looking down from Mount Olympus, which happens to be on the, uh, on the Arctic. Is that why it's called that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I, I would assume, um, given that there's no real description as to why it's called Zeus, but um, you know, if Zeus was at, at, you know at the, the North Pole and you're looking down, and it's. Uh, you know, there's, there's the, the, the map projection I distorts. Basic. When you say the North Pole, how did the um, how did the Greeks know there was a North Pole? Well, there should have been. It should have been centered on the North Pole, but then you wouldn't have been able to see the Panama Canal, would you? Is that below the equator? I don't think it is. I think you'd be able to see. It. No, if 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 if. if, if oh, no, 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 no. The equator above, goes through Ecuador. No, no, the equator goes through Ecuador. That's what's called Ecuador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you can only see, see half of the world yeah. with extreme distortion there. But if you started at Greece and went to extreme distortion from that half of the world, I don't reckon you'd see segments of the map. No, you wouldn't, would you? No. You'd see more of Africa, though. Yeah. 100% correct. Huh? Yeah. That's why he's such a smart guy, Kana. <laughs> Okay, alright. So that's one that you picked up that you don't normally play. And the other one you picked up, which you don't normally play either, um, Ertl? Etol? Oh, yeah, that's a. Um, uh, is that modern? Yeah. Is that modern something or other? That's, that's a modern Europe. So a modern it's a Europe. variant on the. Um, yeah, this one's pretty good at the moment. Um, I refuse to play this game. Is this. A sec, is this a. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry, is this anonymous or not? Oh. I know you can see because you're not in the game. It's anonymous, so can't. It's anonymous. Oops. So we've got to be sorry. careful about what we're saying here because we haven't said anything yet. But, yeah. um. Yeah, so I picked up a position on this one too, which I had to make some. Uh, I originally made some gains against a, another player that's, that's now gone. I'm pointing at the map, but you probably wouldn't know what that country was. Yeah. And, um,. And then end up stabbing a ally, mainly because everyone else around me were, were also my allies at this point in time. You got to choose one of them. Yeah. And I was really tempted to start going for this player, but that player is allied with this player, and then I need to take them on. And I could still do that because you know the position's pretty good. I can do maybe a couple of converting things, you know, fleets to armies or armies to fleets or whatever. Oh yeah. So this case. one has conversion. Has got conversion. Yeah. yeah. But um, my concern there was we have other players coming from the other side of the of the um, of the map who were very closely allied with each other. Mm. So I think you're seeing at the moment a bit of a you know east-west type of dichotomy happening. Right. And I think amongst the players that I consider to be my allies, I think we were trying to work. I mean, at the moment there was a bit of a, a conversation around. Removing two of the uh, the more weaker players, uh, which so is it's full press. Yeah, it's full yeah, press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, Finland and uh, Russia. Uh, I think Finland got eliminated this turn. I think Russia's still got a few left. Um, 
So this is one of those mega maps too, like there's what, eight, how many odd people in this? Quite a few. Quite a few. Thirteen, fourteen? Yep. Hmm. But anyway, we'll see how this one so goes, but, but, but I yeah. think at the same time, whilst um, my group of, of allies felt, yes, a draw would be a good idea, um, it seems to be the other side of the board is keen to kind of keep fighting, which Holding means that I could theoretically stab somebody, because it would be relatively easy, but um, it's probably not my interest, because in doing that, someone else will then come in through the back door, particularly if this play got bitter. It's hard to handle that, isn't it? Like, so what would you say? You're at the mid game in this, potentially. Well, it depends or on early, how long. How early? Yeah, you know, the early game. No, I think it's way past early. I think it's, it's definitely mid game. Yeah, it's just yeah. a case of where it's. So alliances have kind of solidified. Where it's a bit. late middle, late yep. mid game, or if it's early end game. It's hard to say with these big ones unless you played it through a couple of times as to where you actually are. There's definitely no stalemate lines at the moment, so there's still a lot of fluidity available. Mm. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay. But yeah, how about you? What are you up to? Oh, I've got three games on the um, on the on the boil. I've got a Renascimento? Uh, Rinas, uh, 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 yep, um, which is... Um, I'm getting I'm getting clobbered. Um, uh, how to say? If, if you're playing this game, uh, this variant, there's a couple of powers where if you don't play in a certain way and your opponent doesn't play in the way that is needed, then you're not going to survive, right? Right. Just because of the way it's weighted, and one of those powers. Um, um, they're typically a smaller power, or they're, they're in one of those areas. Uh, I, 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 I realise a lot of V diplomacy players are probably going to be listening to this podcast, so I'm not going to give away um, too much. Too much, but there are certain, like I said, there's certain powers on the board that if you don't play in a way, and your immediate neighbour doesn't play in the way that's expected, you're both likely to get removed, but if the immediate neighbour doesn't know that that's what's needed to happen and takes advantage of those moves, then well, you're both doomed anyway, so um, that's essentially what's happened to me in that game I've, I've moved um, hoping that my, um, my immediate neighbour understood the importance mm -hmm. of those moves. Mm -hmm. um, but Do you want to show me this on the map to make it a little bit easier for me to understand? Yeah, obviously yeah, it makes yeah. zero interest for the listeners. Um, this is so, the this is the prompt, by the way, of mm. the uh, JFK, Kissinger, and Robert Kennedy, and Harry and Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry, Potter. Harry, Harry Potter characters. Diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um, how about I will you go and get some drinks? Okay, um, of course. I'll, I'll just show you, Ambie, the history on this one um, off tape because I don't want to talk about it on tape. Good and idea. And then um, we'll come back and unpause. Okay. Cool. And we're back. Uh, back. Cheers. Cheers. Just with water at the moment. This is just to cleanse the palate, I mm. think. Yeah, because in a second we're about to move on to... Um, gin. Gin. So many different types of gin. Um, and the lady at the bar is very knowledgeable about them. Um, I wouldn't mind my... Oh, actually... Yeah, so we'll be, we'll be dipping into that when we, um, in, in a moment, in our time, um, 
your time, you're going to have to probably jump on and become a Patreon um, to listen to what we have to say. Um, because I think we're just about to wrap up um, I think we are. a discussion. Um, I know we spent a lot of time um, for listeners from other websites and talking about um, the diplomacy related stuff this episode. But um, got to go where the uh, news is, I guess. Um, That's right. There's actually quite a bit of news bit coming of news. down the pipeline. Bit of news coming down the pipeline. Um, everything from a uh, you know Hasbro's selling off diplomacy to a different company through to um, other stuff. Other stuff. So we'll, um, we'll just keep digging until we can keep kind of digging and bringing get, get, get all the big get, names get that for goth people. To you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we'll we'll wrap it up. Um, yeah, as you said, as Kane said before, if you want to listen to a little bit more. Um, Patreon, look, it's two bucks a month. If, if I think it's two bucks a month, all you need to put in, and it's like at the moment you get over fifty bonus episodes. Fifty bonus episodes, which is actually amazing that we've got that much extra stuff up there too. <laughs> How about that? All right, thanks, guys. Um, Till next time. Till next time. Bye bye. Bye.